How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Over the last couple of years, when Brigham Young was going to play Baylor, and they did in 2021, and then the realignment story occurred that they're going to join the Big 12, we've gotten to know some great guys that covered or played at Brigham Young or played and covered. Brigham Young, Hans Olsen joins us, uh, color analyst for Brigham Young BYU football with us on 365 Sports. So uh, Arkansas on the road. Hans, what have you seen from Brigham Young? What you think, and they're good, but – this could be like a step up and a test for them. It could be a big step up and a test. And it's time for BYU to do some good things for the Big 12. And wouldn't an SEC win for BYU as they move into Big 12 play? That'd be a nice little feather in the cap for them. So it's time for them to make a statement. They had a similar type game on the road at Tennessee a couple of years ago. And surprise, Tennessee went out there and got a big win. So they're familiar with this. Kalani Sataki is familiar with preparation for these types of games. They've got a new defense that they're really excited about that showed well the first couple weeks, and so they're excited to roll that out on a SEC, a much bigger level, Jay Hill and his defensive staff. And they're stoked. They are stepping up, and they are looking really ready to go out and play against Arkansas. What do you think will be the toughest challenge for this BYU team against Arkansas? It's going to be holding K.J. Jefferson inside the pocket. That's the big challenge. I've talked about how important it is to be able to set those edges against these SEC offensive lines and to have some pocket security to really make sure you contain that pocket. You guys know that K.J. Jefferson is a battling ram. You hit him, he'll hit you back. And there are multiple examples of him taking two, three shots in a play. Like he is, he's Big Ben type of resilience. He'll stand there, take the hit, and then he'll get outside the pocket, and then he'll scramble. I called the, uh, I called the Arkansas, I think it was Arkansas Penn State bowl game a year ago or two years ago. Might have been Northwestern. And at the half, he had like 60 or 80 all-purpose yards. They go into the half, and they come out in the second half, and he goes for 280-something all-purpose. K.J. Jefferson is the key. You've got to keep him in the pocket. You've got to secure the edges, make sure you force everything back inside, whether it's the walk-up safety or the corner responsibilities, and you have to push K.J. Jefferson back inside to where your teammates are. That's their biggest task. 
Hans, uh, in seeing this defense under Jay Hill these first couple of games, giving up 16 points, 14 points, you know, some of it's the, the competition, but at the same time, it seems like they've made some progress already and, and we'll obviously know more this weekend, but what has jumped out to you as far as the, the differences that you see defensively? It's the aggression. And to the BYU fans that are listening to this or any of those Baylor fans out there that are listening to this, it's the aggression. Everybody remembers last week coordinating staff. It was rush three. It was a lot of drop eight. It was trying to zone out, smoke out. It was trying to, to ghost out, cloud out, anything you could to try to confuse the quarterback, make him see ghosts, play soft, play back. It, it, that's just not how it is anymore. You're bringing corner pressures. You're bringing safety pressures. You're running twist stunts with your outside and middle linebacker. That's, that's going off of a stunt spin from your defensive line, so you're getting a lot of different movement and action. Um, on a third and six, when it used to be, well, let's just see if we can just hang on with our coverage and maybe we can put an underneath zone and go cover two and we'll bracket the two wideouts. No, 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 no. You're going to press those wideouts and you're going to bring heat. And BYU fans should be ecstatic over this. This is what they wanted. It's what they'd hoped for. Now you just got to continue to improve your personnel through the transfer portal and through recruiting. Just get the right personnel. They had this boss safety that would have been so good in this defense. Last name was Harper, and he was an absolute murderous type safety. And he gets injured and has a season-ending injury in their second scrimmage during fall camp. So they're trying to make up, up on the fly. They had their second string safety got injured. Um Talon Alfred got injured just before the season started, too. So you got these headache experiences. That safety role is so big in this Jay Hill defense. But, man, they bring pressures. They're exciting to watch. It's a fun flying, high-pressure type defense, and it's fun to call it. One time back when Phil Bennett joined Baylor's staff, when Art Browse was the coach, they needed help just to get a stop or two a half if they could. And he talked about blitzing and whatever. And he said, when you blitz, someone's band's going to play. Is that kind of the same thing with what Brigham Young's trying to do? <laughs> it is. It's that way, isn't it? You, you, you know, if the band director knows his business and he sees those <laughs> linebackers creeping up, you know, he's got the victory dance or he's got something ready to go for sure. Hans, I did it, see. It is, you know, go ahead. It, it is a bit of that. It is a bit of that. You, you roll. You roll some dices when you bring those corners and those safeties. You, you roll some dice. But, doggone it, man, if, if you're bringing six guys and you got five guys that are sitting there pass blocking, or even if you do get a six, you're telling me that one out of the six can't win his one-on-one -on -one battle and push the quarterback to a quick throw or a bad decision? You're telling me that six on a five-man uh, set pocket you can't find one of those guys to give me pressure. That's the way I coach that. And and if I can't win one of six in my battles when I bring six, then I'm getting six new. It's a full wholesale. Get you you six. Get out. Give me. I want one of the six that can get that stinking quarterback pressure. And and I think that's Jay Hill's philosophy in that. If we bring it, you gotta get there. Otherwise, you put these guys on island, and the band does need to be ready to strike. You did a, a critique of Utah-Baylor, and obviously we were at that game, covered that game. Utah never 
blinked. They just kept doing what they do and eventually wore down Baylor and scored a couple of bad turnovers at the end. But you mentioned how Utah is doing uh, – the coaching staff is coaching their you-know-what's off with some of the injuries that Utah is playing with right now. Pretty impressed with what you saw with Utah. Oh, guys, 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 guys. It's crazy. So their starting quarterback, obviously, Cam Rising. Their starting tight end, Brent Keithy. Three of their starting defensive linemen, Connor O'Toole, Junior Tafuna, Simote Pepa, all off the field. Their starting linebacker that was preseason, all Pac-12 team, Perini Reed, off the field. It, it's crazy who's off the field. And you're watching Andy Ludwig, the Utah offensive coordinator, and I, I could actually see his brain working like, what in the heck am I going to do? I've got to find a way to construct an 88-yard drive to try to tie this thing up. And I've got backup quarterbacks. One can't throw but can run. The other can throw but can't run but decided he doesn't want to throw. What the heck am I going to do? And he goes to Nate Johnson for that 88-yard drive. And it's one of the most impressive drives I've seen from a – he's a third-string quarterback. Remember, their first and second-string quarterbacks are out. Brandon Rose was the backup. He went out just preseason. Cam Rising's the starter. He went out. So – Baylor pretty much played a two-deep Utah team, and they've got Weber State this week, and then they get to Pac-12 action against UCLA. They're expecting, they're expecting that band to be back and ready. And when you got those twos that now have Florida and Baylor experience going 2-0 through those games, yeah, Utah's got a lot of power, a lot of firepower. So – do you think how much how much of a high wire act do you think it really was those two weeks having to do what they did? Well, I think that it put everybody's nerves on the edge. It just everybody's nerves and everybody's existence on the edge. You guys can speak to it better than anybody in the country. The heat down on that field with that humidity. And the way that Waco field just draws in that heat, they were saying it was, what, 128 down on the field or 130 or something crazy like that, insane humidity. I'm talking about field heat. And you couple that with a Florida game that was a rematch of a game they lost in last year. It had a vengeance attached to it. You, you've just exhausted yourself. You've exhausted your players. You've exhausted your wits. You've you've pushed down to the third and fourth string guys to try to eke out the, this two and O situation, so that maybe there's something bigger on the line than a Pac-12 championship. Kyle's got two of those back to back. Uh, Kyle Whittingham wants something more, and if he can do it, they did everything they could to patchwork and get there. This Weber State game, I look at it as like, oh, man, this is a really good time to rest. But Weber State upset Utah State in this state last year. And so they're always on high alert for an in-state upset or at least pushing you too far. So Utah can't let down their guard. But this Weber State game couldn't come at a better time for them. Yeah, they just missed out on better weather by a week. It's already like it's about 30 degrees less than it was as far as the, the I would think the on-field temps and the humidity is a little bit better. But, yeah, that was something 
uh, sinister last week and that they fought through uh, to their to their credit. Uh, Hans, uh, going back to, to BYU, Keaton Slovis, uh, a couple of games in now. Um, you know, the first game uh, was, you know, good. It was a low-scoring affair with Sam Houston State and then really exploded in that second game as far as, you know, statistically goes with the four touchdowns uh, and then the one on the ground. Uh, what have been your thoughts on just seeing him with the reins and, and what stands out about his game? Okay, so I don't want anybody to confuse this. I, it, it, I don't want BYU, Baylor fans, anybody to confuse this because I'm not saying it's a Mike Leach offense. It's not. Okay. It's not a Mike Leach offense. It's not air raid. But there are factors of past game that incorporates run game. So I'm going to run a bunch set or a tight bunch set, or I'm going to run a spread trip with a four-man wide receiver set, and I'm going to take my tight end or I'm going to take my running back out of the backfield, put them behind those three receivers, throw them the ball, get it out in space, and let those receivers block. So against Sam Houston, those receivers didn't block. Nothing. They didn't block nothing. And I know Sam Houston went and held Air Force to like 13 points. So Sam Houston's got a good defense, but they didn't block nothing. Against Southern Utah, those receivers were driving dudes out on their own bench. Like they were planting dudes on their butts, and those receivers were working their butts off. It, the, the tight ends were blocking extra. And so they ran a couple of screens. They ran one wide receiver screen, uh, a split screen out to Darius Lassiter. He got behind his blockers. There were three blocks picked up on the left side of that stretch, one by the tight end and two wide receivers. And, and then there was one offensive lineman that got out on the screen set and picked up a, a, a outside linebacker as well. That's what it came down to, wide receivers blocking. And they better do that against Arkansas if they want to have a chance against the Razorbacks. Hans, uh, you're really damn good at what you do. You really are. It's a great segment. When Anytime we can get you on, and, and now you're a part of the BYU broadcast, which makes that already what was a good broadcast. It makes it very, very good with you and Greg, and, and uh, we appreciate your time. Can't wait to get you on again. Appreciate your time, and good luck with Arkansas. Hey, for the smokes, I'm always available. You guys are a hot topic, and I'm always here for you. So Thank you very me much. Up. Thank you, sir. Hans Olsen with the Smokes and Catalina here on 365 Sports. We appreciate it. He really knows his stuff. I mean, that's that's awesome. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.